God's grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for our sermon this evening comes from the epistle reading from 1 John 4, and we're going to consider this unique word that we hear in verse 10. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. We consider this word propitiation. Tonight we rejoice and give thanks that God goes behind enemy lines, that God himself is born of the flesh, he becomes man, he goes behind enemy lines, he goes amongst those who do not by nature love him. He goes behind enemy lines to rescue us. Behind Enemy Lines was the title for a 2001 movie starring Owen Wilson. Wilson was a pilot who was shot down over Bosnia who accidentally photographed mass civilian graves that the government was trying to hide. The story of the movie follows this down pilot Wilson behind enemy lines and his struggle and his fight to get this evidence of evil, this evidence of wrongdoing out to the world. They wanted to expose these great sins so the enemy would be punished. Behind enemy lines so that justice would come. In high school, a, a good friend and I were told as our senior year was coming near that we needed to do some more extracurricular activities at school. Our college resumes were kind of thin. Well, we stumbled upon the Awareness Club. He and I, we walked into the Awareness Club meeting, classroom after school, the first meeting. We walked in, we sat down and noticed we were the only two dudes of about 50 girls. We looked at each other, laughed, and said, we're behind enemy lines. And we gladly did so. Didn't help our resumes, by the way. Tonight, our reading from 1 John speaks of Jesus and his birth as a going behind enemy lines. Not to expose sin. Not to plaster our, our weaknesses or our sins for the whole world to see. But he goes behind enemy lines to rescue us. John writes, not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. God sent his son behind enemy lines. God sent his son into the world to an enemy who doesn't love God so that he might change us, so that we would no longer be enemies, but by God's love, the death of Christ would change us. And that all begins tonight with this word, propitiation. God sent his son behind enemy lines to be the propitiation for our sins. What does this word propitiation, what does it mean? Now, examining a word like propitiation might feel like going behind enemy lines for us who rarely hear that word in a culture that's, that's being ruled and run by OMG and LOL, we hear all sorts of slang 
A word like propitiation invades our safe spaces of grunts and sighs. This word occurs only four times in the New Testament and twice it's used by John. But the relatively infrequent use of this word doesn't mean it's not important. In fact, tonight it behooves us to examine this word propitiation. At face value, propitiation means to appease or to make one favorable toward oneself. Propitiation describes an action that is done to turn enemies into friends. You run into someone's car, and paying to have their car repaired would be the propitiation. Something has happened that caused a relationship to not be so good. Enemies have been made, and John says the fact that we don't love God. We don't love God because there's a part of us that is self-centered, that sees everyone who doesn't bow to our needs even as an enemy. When we're tired, when, when the bank account is low or jobs are hard to find, it's then, at those times, we go into self-preservation mode. We begin to let our wants become more important than everyone else. We forget that God takes care of us at all times, that God always provides for you. But when he tests us, we begin to think he's our enemy. You know, our world might think that at this, the most wonderful time of year, people would set this self-centered anger and malice aside. That we, we would rein in our self-centeredness and that we would be kind. That Rudolph would no longer be made fun of. But indeed, remember, it was at Christmas time when the reindeer were still making fun of old Rudolph. Christmas carols by John Lennon, like Happy Christmas, War is Over, also known as So This is Christmas. Lennon says, this is Christmas, let's end all the fight. You ask any police officer or any hospital worker, they'll tell you. The carols, the candy, the happy mood, all the trappings of Christmas it's not enough to stave off the wickedness and self-centered nature of fallen mankind. You don't need to fly a spy plane over our planet on a secret mission to find sin. You just need to look at your own heart. It matters not the time of year, the city, the people. That white wind-driven snow still gets stained red by blood and black with dirt. And John says that we, by nature, do not love God. And if you do not love God, John says you cannot love one another. But, oh, John says there's a rescue mission. Not that we love God. John bases God's action of sending his son as the propitiation for all this sadness. Not on the fact that we deserve it, but that God is so kind that God is so merciful. The trappings of Christmas, the most expensive gifts, they don't, even, they don't cause us to love God. 
nor will they move us to true love toward one another. It's not these things that will make up for our selfishness. We remember every time someone didn't spend as much on us as we did on them. We remember, we keep track. But tonight, John says, God does not keep track. In fact, God sends his son to make things right. So what about going behind these enemy lines of selfishness and sadness? Who can withstand the temptation to think of their own needs before others, even at the lowest point in their life, when they're hungry, when they're sad, even when they're betrayed by their closest friends? Who is this that considers the enemy's needs even before his own? Who is it that gives of his heart over and over again? Who is it that would go behind enemy lines not to catch an enemy in their sin, but to go behind enemy lines so that enemies are no longer enemies but friends? Who is it that crosses enemy lines to be the propitiation for the very war crimes against humanity? Who is it that is willing to forgive even the most evil sinners? Tonight, John, the angel, tells us all, Jesus. Jesus comes to be the propitiation for your sins, to make you right with God. And he forgives you. Whatever sins you've committed this last year, whatever enemies you've made, whatever battle lines you've drawn, even in your own households, amongst your family, even amongst your friends, Jesus comes to forgive. Tonight, this child is born to put an end to strife. Not that we become perfect, but that we are forgiven. That Jesus was offered on the cross to take away all your sins, to give you the greatest gift that never runs out. Forgiveness for every one of your sins. And that's why we're here tonight. To confess with song, with prayers, the very fact that we were in God's house tonight. We confess that Jesus has gone behind the enemy lines of even my heart to rescue me a lost person, that Jesus is my propitiation. That's why we come here tonight. That's why we go through all the trappings. That's why we sing, we rejoice, we travel. It's because of Christ. He is your propitiation. In the waters of baptism, he has washed our scarlet sins, our black self-centered sins. He's washed them away and given us his spirit. John says, by this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. In Acts 2, Peter says, be baptized and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. God has completed a secret mission amongst us, his people. He's turned our blood-red sins and washed them white with the blood of Jesus. A few years ago, I was part of a Lutheran student college ministry conference. 
It was held near the campus of UT Austin, just right across the street. I told folks as they asked what we were doing, I said, well, we're going behind enemy lines to bring the gospel. That conference is still taking place every year, boldly proclaiming Christ as the propitiation for all sins. It seems that just about any college campus is still enemy territory. But this is why Christ has come. As St. Paul says in Ephesians 2, you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. God has gone behind enemy lines. He is our propitiation so that we, too, would go behind enemy lines, even wars that we've started in our lives where the devil has wreaked havoc with sadness, depression, addiction, and anxiety. Yes, there even Christ shines the light of his gospel. That tonight this baby born in Bethlehem, where darkness tries to overcome the light, it does not. So we too now can go behind enemy lines, not pointing out one another's sins, not taking pictures of crimes, not holding grudges against us, but to give the best gift possible to one another. Not just tomorrow morning, but every day as that day draws near when we will see our Savior. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.